You are listening to the Be The Bridge podcast with Latasha Morrison. How are you guys doing today? It's exciting. Each week, Be The Bridge podcast tackles subjects related to race and culture with the goal of bringing understanding. But I'm going to do it in the spirit of love. We believe understanding can move us toward racial healing, racial equity, and racial unity. Latasha Morrison is the founder of Be The Bridge, which is an organization responding to racial brokenness and systemic injustice in our world. This podcast is an extension of our vision to make sure people are no longer conditioned by a racialized society, but grounded in truth. If you have not hit the subscribe button, please do so now. Without further ado, let's begin today's podcast. Oh, and stick around for some important information at the end. Hello again. I am Tandria Potts, and I am back to guide you through part two of my conversation with the founder and leader of the Be The Bridge organization, Latasha Morrison. Rather than Latasha jumping back in the hosting chair, we thought you'd all should hear from her as she shares her thoughts and ideas on pertinent topics based on where the church and culture collide. We left off last week on the topic of kingdom versus empire thinking. If you missed last week, you missed out. And you should go back and hear that whole podcast. With that said, let's pick up the conversation here. In, in, in its most simplistic form, or how you could kind of give this as a, as a, a nugget to someone, how would you um, explain the difference between kingdom thinking and empire thinking? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say... Kingdom, um, kingdom thinking um, aligns with scripture. You know, um, you know. I give, I gave this example of um, of Esther, but when you look through scripture, um, Jesus always aligned with those that were considered least than mm-hmm. in the society. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you look at the um, the woman at the well, like Jesus was doing something that was against the culture that he was brought up in that was illegal, you know? Right. Um, but yet and still it was just. And I think those are the the thing when we start talking about the upside down kingdom of God. Em- empire um is a system that that oppresses, that um that puts, you know, you know, it doesn't put people first. It puts power first, That's right. you know. It puts money first, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nothing to say that nothing's wrong, but I also look at, you know, the story of of Ruth and Boaz and how, um, you know, Boaz was wealthy, you know. And you mm-hmm. think about Ruth's situation um, and she was allowed to glean the fields. But gleaning the fields was a system that was a part of the kingdom, like the Jewish tradition mm. that you can have, but you're, you know, you're required as an act of justice to, to, to leave some, you know, um, you know, fruits and vegetables that's in your right. field so that others can come along. Mm-hmm. Now, some people say, well, that's not fair. It was all his. Right. It's all right. yours. And mm-hmm. so maybe I can have a, uh, um, collect it all, and then I'll put some in the storage house so that you can get it. But no, you were the the rule was to to leave it on the field, and right, I think that right. so that that is more kingdom thinking yeah. um, than empire 
thinking. That's you know, right. that's an example that's right. where it so maybe it doesn't make sense. You know, um, you know, the year of jubilee. You know, mm-hmm. just all these things that were a part of this Jewish tradition in the Jewish system. Um, you know, I think about in our community the African American tradition where um, even in death um, we. We could not be buried in a cemetery where there were white bodies, you know, wow. and yeah. and so there was this. There, it caused us to think kingdom and to think family, um, and where you know a lot of our um, insurance companies. Um, were, were birthed out of the black church tradition. You know, our burials, when you go to any historically black church, there's a, there was, um, land near the church, mm-hmm. um, that were used to, where we had to bury each other, um, in that. Um, and so I think, you know, I think those things like that, when you're thinking, um, kingdom, you're, you're, you're thinking relationship, you know, right. you're thinking about not what is legal, but what is justice and righteousness. And Those are the others. things yes. that are uh-huh. leading us in this conversation, um, where, you know, this may be, um, the legal thing to do, but is it compassionate? Right. Am I being led by right. compassion? And that's the thing mm-hmm. where, you know, um, there's some things that we may not agree with, but is that showing and displaying compassion. Mm-hmm. Would Jesus really mm-hmm. do this? You know, and look, if you look at how Jesus moved and operated and walked on this earth, you know, it doesn't align. You know, it doesn't right. align. I mean, and, 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 and when, you know, and this is one where we were talking about the Old Testament where it has, it looks at, um, you know, the children of Israel, they're like, um, they're looked at as a collective. But in this new covenant, mm-hmm. in the New Testament, it's like the church. We are the church. We're the bride of Christ. We're looked at as a collective. So we didn't break it. It's not our fault. Right. But it is our responsibility to be a part of the solution, you mm-hmm. know? And so I think we have to see, we can't be looking at each other as brothers and sisters when we weren't allowed to sit on the pew. That's right. You know? And so there's something wrong. Like, you know, um, you know, the Western white church has ingested something, you know, mm-hmm. um, this superiority that really has to be rooted out. Yeah. And, um, and and we have to have these conversations. And there's so many people that are beginning to have these conversations and really, mm-hmm. really beginning to, um, you know, deconstruct some things, you know, and reconstruct some things um, and really, really beginning to realign their faith um, so that it is kingdom minded, right, you know, right. and about God's kingdom agenda, you know, and not about um, that of the empire. You know, we're a part of this world. We are amb- ambassadors of Christ and we participate in this. Mm-hmm. But when the world is saying um, for us to dehumanize someone That's right. and to strip them of their dignity, you know, scripture is telling us to do the opposite of that. Right. You know, even even our enemies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even our enemies. And I so. think a, a, a very simple example, and you would think that this is something that just would never happen now, um, but Jesus would pass out water to voters in line. Yeah, He'd probably yeah. multiply the water bottles. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you yeah. know, because that's just a that's just a basic human need. You know, yeah. if you're thirsty, give them something to drink. And now you have a whole half of a country that believes that there's an issue there. Right. Um, that there's something about 
giving someone something to drink. Yeah. Um, that now is is not only politicized, but it's just it's it's um it's dehumanizing. Yeah. It's saying that you're not worthy of water. And it would uh, be and, funny if yeah. it wasn't real. Right. You know, it right. it would be funny if 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 it wasn't real and, mm-hmm. and we're realizing something led you to think that this was okay. This was okay. And 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 then the fact that Okay, why are we even having to pass out water? And why is there a line? Why is there let's, a line? Let's go deeper. Yeah, yeah, why yeah. is there a line? But there's some exposure happening yeah, here, though. Yeah, because we're taking is. it all the way to, if you would like, if you need water, I'll yeah. give you water. There's something that's being exposed yeah, about yeah. the beliefs, the, the, you know, the, the real lack of um, mm-hmm. connection to the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. this is something that churches would do. Right. right. I mean, it, 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 and, and any given voting day, you would think a church would organize getting water to voters. Right. You know, right, so right. We're, we're at this baseline now where everything's exposed, where you yeah. can't really, you can't make it up. You can't. You can't you, unsee you can't, it. You can't unsee it. You can't unsee yeah. it. But water. the fact that um, that we're here mm-hmm. and it's being justified and excuses are made, um, that's when it's not funny, Mm -hmm. you know, it Mm -hmm. becomes problematic, you know, in that. They call themselves the Patriots and come from all over the U.S. (laughs) A crowd of people who refer to themselves as Patriots, armed with guns and American flags. (laughs) It's a group of men and women who say they're here to protect the city and the police. Americans, what they do is they scare you into thinking you're a racist for standing up for this right here. Racism, nationalism, patriotism. Christianity, kingdom, hmm. Patriotism, what does that mean now? And how does patriotism work with Christ as king? Check this out. With that in mind, can one be balanced with their patriotism and a kingdom focus and still have kingdom focus? How do those two work together and can they work together? I mean, I think we're called to be um, loyal and faithful um, to the God we serve, not to the country that we live in. That's right. You know, I, I, I love this country because if I didn't love this country, I wouldn't be doing the things that I'm doing. I want America to be better. We can do better. We can be better. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be this way. Um, but also at, on a deeper level is I love people. And I love God's people. I love the people that God have created that ha- inhabit um, this country. But I don't love, I don't want more for this country than I want for South Korea. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's not like the kingdom of heaven is, you think it's going to be divided by, um, by, by <laughs> right. countries and jurisdictions. Exactly. Not even you know? close. I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. You know, when we say we are the body of Christ, the That's body right. is beyond the USA. Yeah. And so I Listen, can't. If you have a problem with people of color, you're gonna hate heaven. Oh, I mean, it's oh, gonna yeah. be hard. It's gonna be hard. You may wanna. You, well, maybe that's the problem now. Maybe people realize it's gonna be hard and don't want to go. Nah, no, okay. no. Um, whatever exactly. you think of as heaven, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like I think. Um, I think it's just one of those things where we cannot think that we're the apple of God's eye because what does that say about China? What does that say about Korea? What does that say about Mexico? What does that mm-hmm. say about Brazil? Mm-hmm. So are there not, you know, children of God? Are they not created in the right, image of God? Right. So it's just that thought where patriotism leads you. 
um, when it leads you to dehumanize and to defame and to marginalize and to think of yourself as better, um, you know, that that type of that drives that type mm-hmm, of supremacy thinking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I say this when I talk all the time and, um, you know, there there's no um, supremacy outside of God being supreme. That's right. Anything else is an idol. So I feel like patriotism leads you to um, think of your country and yourself as little gods. That's right. and, and and that's not true. Or yeah, to compare right. everything to America. Mm-hmm. I mean, and think about we are unrepentant. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. there are countries that have repented over their history and what they've done to the indigenous. And mm-hmm. they don't claim or say that they are um, a Christian nation. Mm-hmm. But we will say that, that, you know, that America, like we have morals and values that are, are, are Christian based, we would not be having the type of conversations or situations or issues that we're having now in our country um, for centuries if that was the case. So something is right. wrong if our faith is leading us here. Mm-hmm. And I think what's happening, there's a lot of Christians out there that, that are taking a pause and really thinking there are a lot of pastors that are really looking at this front through a theological lens and what has been ingested, um, you know, um, what we've ingested, um, you know, through, you know, just throughout the decades, you know, so. Latasha and the Be The Bridge organization have made progress in bringing about healing and understanding. After hearing about the tensions, wouldn't it be great to hear about the breakthroughs? Listen. Okay, so, so as a consultant, you have been brought in to mediate the dissidence between opposing groups to bring about cultural awareness and sensitivity. So how often is it that political differences, that it's that political differences are the cause of the issues we're seeing as opposed to cultural differences? I think, you know, I think it depends. I think they kind of go hand in hand, you know, and it's and especially in America because, you know, culturally people are raised to be partisan. You know, mm-hmm. we live in a racialized society, so that's a little different um, in how we um, go about that in America. Like, I feel like some partisanship is a religion here um, mm-hmm. because I am not, I am not, um, I am not called to be Democrat or Republican. You know, right. um, and so when we just when we just if if we if we're just looking at those two two issues, mm-hmm. um, there may be some things on the Republican side we may agree with. There may be things on the Democratic side that we agree with. Um, but how does that align with Scripture? How does that align with our faith? Um, I think culture plays a, a major role in in that and mm-hmm. and the lens that we look through. Um, as an African American, I am more collective. You know, okay. I'm a more collective thinker. So I'm thinking about the community and not just um, myself, you know. Right. And so it's kind of like, it, this may be good for me. Mm-hmm. You know, my cousin said this. She, My cousin's a lawyer in D.C. and she said that she said, you know, um, th- this, th- these things right here may be good for me. But I also think about, is this good for my community? Is this good That's for everyone right. in my family? Mm-hmm. And so... You're not led by this selfish. You you think more collectively mm-hmm. where, um, you know, you see this, you hear this 
talked about a lot in um, in villages where if you're able to um, to help a woman become mm-hmm. an entrepreneur and give her money, then it's not that just her family is saved, but it's the entire village because that woman is not just going to look, make sure that her kids are going to school, but she wants everyone's Everyone. kids to go to school. Right. And and there's something in that. That's a collective mm-hmm. thinker. And by design, um, you know, there's good and bad things uh, when you start talking about collective culture. Mm-hmm. There, there are some weaknesses of that, you know, um, shame culture comes out yeah. of that. You know, yeah. there's a, mm-hmm. a lot of things. I can't make a move unless, you know, this happens. So mm-hmm. there's these things that you have to um, chew in that type of culture and some things that you have to spit out in that type of culture too. But the same applies when you start talking about a more individualistic um, culture, which is Mm -hmm. more Western culture. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about Europe, U.S., Australia, um, where it's more, it's, it's like your individual rights take center stage. Mm-hmm. And we see that playing out, you know, we, I mean, if we go back to the pandemic, right. um, and the open up, like you, you weren't thinking about nobody else but yourself mm-hmm. and your yeah. haircut. Yeah. And your restaurant and your movies, you know, but not the impact that it was having on certain communities that, you know, have to live together um, because of financial reasons. Um, And so I I think, you know, when you think about that, that whole pull yourself up by the bootstraps Mm -hmm, that comes mm -hmm. from that, um, you know, and so I think we have I think they go hand in hand. I think we have to look at. Um, and understand how culturally we're all looking at certain issues um, and, and have a deeper understanding of that. And as we have a deeper understanding of how we operate and how we um, integrate culturally, um, we can go, we can have an understanding of what um, this looks like in the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God, when you think about scripture, it is very collective. Yes, it is. You know, what impacted one impacted the other Mm -hmm. because the Bible was written, what? Not in Western culture. Mm -hmm. It was written in Eastern culture, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of things, even as it relates to numbers and all these things that we don't get and we don't understand because we're looking at it from a Western cultural mindset. Um, Even when it comes down to just a simple thing as the story of, of Mary and Joseph and, you know, Jesus being born in a manger and we do put that on display every Christmas and we have the manger sitting out because mm-hmm. we're thinking about a barn. Right. You know, right. and that's not true. Mm-hmm. The manger mm-hmm. was a part of the house. Wow. And so, but we can't have the concept of animals being kept in the house. I mean, yeah, just yeah, that yeah. little, but just yeah. think about other things that we're distorting mm-hmm. because of the lens that we read scripture through. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important. It's a part of the conversation. We have to try to understand the deeper layers of that and how that, um, and how that Im- helps us to understand each other in a deeper way, you know, and understanding Mm -hmm. how the Asian community responded to, um, you know, the shooting that just happened here in Atlanta, Mm -hmm. you know, and how a lot of the families didn't speak out, you know, and how shame is a part of the culture. You know, we can interpret that in a lot of different ways mm-hmm. because that's very different from the African-American family right. because our auntie is going to speak up, that's you know, right. the neighbor is going to speak mm-hmm. up. It's different. It's it's more private. It's just different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, but having a deeper understanding because we have friends that are a part of that community and we're allowing them to lead and to interpret what is happening 
and believe them as they're interpreting what right. is happening and why things are the way they are and how we need to respond and what we need to do. And I think um, that's why you have to elevate when things are happening in different communities and different marginalized communities. You have to elevate the voices in those communities because they can show you the way. They understand their culture, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and not just listening to 5% of, right. you know, that are For saying sure. one thing that would agree with you, but yeah. the yeah. majority that are saying one thing mm-hmm. and... Um, and so I think there's a lot to learn from from that. But if we look at scripture, you know, when I used to, you know, especially when you read in the Old Testament, you're like, oh, everybody died. They didn't even do nothing. Right, they right. being held responsible, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the sins of Achan, you know, Achan took the whole clan out, mm-hmm. you know, um, but there's something to that. And so we are connected to one another. You know, we are not an island. We are not disconnected. Our faith connects us. And we need to think, start thinking more um, like brothers and sisters, regardless of what ethnicity um, you are. And, and you see that in the early church. And you see that displayed as we look at Acts, Acts 6, you know, as we see the story of the Samaritan, how that comes up again and again and again mm-hmm. to show us a different way, to show us how to be kingdom minded, to give us an example. But many of us can look at those scriptures and don't see justice at all. This is so good. Aren't you loving this conversation? We're going to take a quick break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you are listening to today's podcast and would like to become a bridge builder in your community, guess what? Be the Bridge programs are available for youth, college students, adults, BIPOC, and transracial adoptees and adoptive parents. Our desire is for people to have healthy conversations about race, so we've provided guides to lead people through these discussions. Visit our shop at BeTheBridge.com to grab a guide and start conversations in your community. Thanks for staying with us. Let's get back to our conversation. The training that Be The Bridge has successfully done over the years. Mm -hmm. What are some of the aha moments that create understanding on both sides? Yeah. One of the things is when we explain history. When we explain history and even sometimes when we... um, you know, explain culture and we look at the cultural iceberg that many people have have seen. When we explain that these are the things that's underneath, but these are the things that we see as it relates to culture. And because in our society, when you are the majority in a society, everything is normalized. And so it's like you're not able to see things beyond your lived experience and you think everything is universal. Mm -hmm. When you take a pause from that and you give people a a deeper view of of history um, so that we have some type of common memory, common history, Um, when you explain terms, Mm. you know, because most people don't even understand the difference between racism and racist. They don't Mm -hmm. understand the term white supremacy and and how it connects to systems. Um, They think, you know, KKK, you know, neo-Nazi, you know, that's the only thing they think of. Um, When you even explain terms to people, um, you know, you kind of see light bulbs go off. And, you know, especially when we talk about redline and give the history of that and not just talking about what was done Mm. um, to Mm African-Americans, but we have to also talk about what was done for 
white Americans. That's so true. You know, yeah. we don't, we don't. Given the value. Exactly. Given the value, yeah. like understanding, you know, um, why the GI Bill was created mm-hmm. or, you know, even why welfare was created, mm-hmm. um, land grants and where did the land come from? Who was it taken from? Right. You know, um, you know, even when we talk about um, Native American boarding schools and the history right. of that and, the, you know, going up into the early 80s, people don't mm-hmm. even know that history. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, we leave those things out. We leave out a lot of context for where we are today. And why we have the communities that we have and why they look the way they look and Mm -hmm. why they're marginalized and why we have the wealth gap that we have and why there's, um, you know, um, issues in the the reservation and why there's um, trauma, you know, you know, we don't have those conversations. So people think they connected to behavior where you're like that because you don't have discipline. Yeah. Or you Whatever don't want to work, told. or you're lazy. Whatever they were yeah, told yeah. Or yeah, are yeah. you are you are mm-hmm. you're a drunk and right. not understanding how things were done systemically to mm-hmm. those communities mm-hmm. that equates to what we have now. But when mm-hmm. we do that and we we t- pull back those layers, um, you see light bulbs go off. Mm-hmm. And I know that looking in the audience, that there are going to be some people that are going to make better decisions. They're going to hear this yeah. and they're going to change. And I'm telling you. As much as we see on TV and and we hear and we hear about the church, there are some churches that are even white led that are making some changes, that are having these conversations. We stay busy. That's great to hear. You know, and and Mm -hmm, I think some mm -hmm. people need to hear that. Um, um, You know, it's making a difference. It's making a difference. Mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. know, it's not everyone because Mm -hmm. we know everyone's not going to get it. Yeah. You know, Jesus, did everyone believe Jesus? Right. The very people that should have mm-hmm. did not mm-hmm. and denied. And so I think I I had to come to a, a term of understanding that um, there's some people that's going to hear us and respond. And then there's some people that's going to hear and resist and push back and create another narrative and mm-hmm. call you Marxist and call mm-hmm. you, um, you know, um, a critical race theorist, all these mm-hmm. things. Um, but it's nothing that hasn't happened to, um, you know, activists and educators and um, before. It's, it's nothing that didn't happen to Jesus. They right, completely right. denied that Jesus was the son That's of God, right. you know, right. and not comparing ourselves to mm-hmm. any of that. Um, but I'm saying it comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just tell my team we're, we, we go onward. We go with those who want to go. And yeah. hopefully, you know, the, some of the people that are in the room, you know, it will help them to make a, a, a life change. Everyone that's working and be the bridge now um, has come through having some kind of connection, being a be the bridge group, being a part of our online community. Um, in some way, they started out kind of blind. Right. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. and now they see, and that could be a person of color who, you know, we are part of the same system. We drink the same water. We breathe the same air. Um, and so even we need our eyes open, you yeah. know. In a um, lot of cases, we've had the same lack of education. Yes, we have. It sounds like what you're saying is these aha moments are are um, brought about because of education. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and history and context. And then it sounds like the aha moments are also realizing that you've either been lied to. 
Yeah. Or, or the truth has been withheld. Yeah. You know, so when people are having these moments, realizing that the work that I can do is mm-hmm. is really start to understand what has actually happened. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason for the, the the situation being the way it is. Yeah. yeah. Or as Gen X would say, we've been hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. Bamboozled. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that is absolutely right. You know. Wow. Or as my yeah. dad say, that dog won't hunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, that's, um, you know, I think we realize that We've been sold a lie. Yeah. And I think it's about unveiling truth. And we know in scripture that it's the truth that makes us free, that sets us free. There's Mm -hmm. something freeing about truth. And Mm -hmm. I think I've seen people when they hear the truth that uh, they cry. Or, you know, I remember being in a training um, and this 80-year-old woman who was very savvy, tech savvy, because I kept looking at her because I was like, this lady, when I found out she was 82 and she had an iPhone and she was just operating on this iPhone, she was just doing stuff. And I'm like... I had to stand out to you, right? It was like that. It just really stood (laughs) out to me. And she was just really sharp, you Mm -hmm. know? And I remember at the end, she came up to me and, you know, and she grabbed my hand. I didn't know what this lady was going to do. Like, you know, I was like, oh, Lord, did I make granny mad? And right, I was just, you know, right. and she came up to me and she grabbed my hand and she said, I feel so stupid for not knowing. Mm. Like, it was like mm. this bubble that she lived in. Wow. And she had no context for some of these things. And, you know, and some people know mm-hmm. and they just choose to ignore um, and choose not to acknowledge. And then there's some people who have been ignorant to what's going on beyond their lived experience, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think that was a moment for her. And, you know, a lot of times those people, they continue with their education process. They continue reading books of, you know, there's so many great books out mm-hmm. there. I mean, this, we're living in a time where there are wow. so many That's right. justice books, Um faith-based, non-faith-based, like there are so many books. And this is, if we have eyes to see, you know, just in last June, 2020, Mm. the books that were on the top list of the New York Times all had to do with anti-racism. Wow. So there's a including hunger. Including your book. Including, including Be the Bridge. Including you know? Be the Bridge. That's <laughs> and, right. You know, and so, and people are still writing mm-hmm. books, telling mm-hmm. stories. And we understand that um, that's where you find out truth is reading the stories of people who have been marginalized in 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 the context. And I think, I think Jamar, I don't, I don't know if it was Jamar, um, but someone said, you know, what if we were reading Exodus? Hmm. And it had been written by Pharaoh. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible was written by those that had been marginalized and yes. persecuted. Yes, we'd have a totally different perspective. Totally different. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole faith built mm-hmm. around that and the stories that were told mm-hmm. and the books that were chosen to, chosen to be put in that book. Mm-hmm. So it tells you who we should be listening to. You know, and it's not that the other things are not chronicled throughout history and throughout Egyptian history, but there's truth in the marginalized, in the fringes, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that that just gives us um, a way forward in what we should be doing differently. You know, Mm -hmm. if you if you're coming through seminary and you're not reading, you know, any books by a person of color when 
the, you know, when Christianity started in Eastern cultures, something's wrong. Mm. And you might want to question that. That's right. When it comes to the Be The Bridge podcast, we know our audience. In other words, we have a keen sense of who's honoring us with their time week after week. Some of you are liberals, some are conservatives, and most of you are somewhere in the middle, both politically or ideologically. Most of you have a heart for God and want to see the best for humanity. At the same time, you want to understand and want to be understood. So how are bridges built in such a polarized political climate, especially in the church? If that is your question, I suggest you turn up the volume and quiet down the room. Listen. Okay, so can a Christian... Mm-hmm. with conservative leanings uh-huh. or a, or liberal leanings build bridges in this tense political climate? Yes. Um, yes, it can be done. Mm-hmm. I think as long as you haven't created an idol out of being liberal or being conservative, mm-hmm. you know, I think when we create those idols and we put those, um, our flagpoles in the ground, that's right. Um, if we're not, you know, there's, areas I could be wrong in, just mm-hmm. like there's areas that somebody else can be wrong in. Mm-hmm. Um, if we remain teachable and um, we're being led with humility, right. I think, you know, there is a way, you know, because, I mean, Jesus wasn't liberal or conservative. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what is that? Right. You know, think, right. what is that? Right. If we break those words down, what is that? You know, Um are you the oppressed or the oppressor? Are you oppressing? Mm-hmm. Are you bringing harm? Are you leading with compassion? Is this, you know, if this is this bill or policy, is it promoting dignity or is it dehumanizing? That's like, right. let's let's just get Our let's use some has different. To be a yeah, filter. it has, it has to, to be yeah. a totally different mm-hmm. filter mm-hmm. because some of that. It, sometimes it may lean on one side mm-hmm. and then at other times it should lean on the other side. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, And so there is this middle road, but we, we've been given these two different platforms and it's like you all have to fit into here. Mm-hmm. Everybody, ha- I mm-hmm. mean, that's really baffling, yeah. um, but it's the system that we have mm-hmm. and how do we work that system within this space? Like, it, you know, it depends. Like, I want to see justice for all, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I want to see all men created, not just equally, but equitably. Right. You know, and that's a big, when I use the word, be, and I have to use that word equity when I look at the history. So if we're pri- applying equality and not equity, that's an injustice mm-hmm. there, you know? And so, and why we have to lead with equity because of our history, you right. know? And if it was, and if the, listen, let me tell you, if the shoe was on the other foot and this had been, <laughs> you know, the story of white people that have been enslaved right. um, in this country, we wouldn't even be having this yeah, conversation. No. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Um, to make it to right or wrong, you mm-hmm. know, like what that would look like, you know. Um, I mean, even after the Civil War. You know, there was compensation That's right. in this country given to plantation owners because they had to leave their plantations mm. unless they chose to give land mm-hmm. to those that were enslaved and some of them, which were their family members. They were not made to give anything and the government didn't give anything. And so um, 
but yet and still most of them received anywhere from 200 in today's dollars, 200 wow. to 300 dollars. Yeah. And yeah. so that's history that a lot of people don't know mm -hmm. about that we have mm -hmm. to talk about. That's right. So. That's right. That's really good. That's really, really good. Can a Christian support or a white Christian support the statement Black Lives Matter? And it, actually, let me put it another way. Why is it so hard? Mm, yeah. Well, I think because anti-blackness is a real thing and we've, you know, the statement Black Lives Matter, you may not agree with the organization, mm -hmm. but the statement, I am a black life and right. does my life matter? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if you can't support that or say that something's wrong, you, you mm -hmm. then that means you can't even support all lives matter. Right. Because right. a black life is a life. That's right. <laughs> you know? That's right. And, and, and the fact that, let's look at the, the fact mm -hmm. that we even have to say that. That's right. That should grieve us more than the statement itself, that the fact that a group of people have to constantly remind us that their life matters. Just, just matter. Yeah. And, yeah. and then when we look mm -hmm. at statistics, we have facts to back up that our lives have not mattered, um, not just historically, but even now. Even now. Um, because... Even as we talk about Dante Wright, you know, you know what twenty-year-old um, do we know? White twenty-year-old that has been killed by law enforcement like that. That's right. You know, mm -hmm. on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know what white George Floyd do we have? Where someone, you know, set on your neck while you were handcuffed Crazy. during a pandemic. That's right. You know, for nine minutes and 26 seconds. And like you said, if it were flipped, if these were predominantly yeah. black officers doing this to just, white just, citizens, just think, we just would have think a resolution. Just think of the optics of that. <laughs> just think of the optics if George right. Floyd was a white man That's right. that had done exactly what George Floyd mm -hmm. did. And probably, like the the kid said, unknowingly, if if it was counterfeit, what mm -hmm. you know, that wasn't a death sentence, that you know, was not. Um, and there were black officers, and he was handcuffed. Right. <laughs> I mean, listen, right. and and the fact that we know that that's not, um, oh, yeah. the we can't even imagine it. Would it never be tolerated. It shows us. Yeah. The, the difference. Um, mm -hmm. It shows us the difference if we look at January the 6th and the insurrection. My goodness. And, we, yeah. you know, we're mm -hmm. looking at this. I'm looking at this. I'm like, we would not have made it to the steps. No way. No, we wouldn't have made it to D.C. Mm -hmm. because if there was that much chatter within social media, I mean, you think about what happened to black organizations, how they were. That's right. Um, and they were helping the community. Exactly. That mm -hmm. were that were tapped and that mm -hmm. were um, even pitted against each other. Mm -hmm. And just the things that the FBI did, you know, um, um, through Cinepol. I mean, mm -hmm. just all mm -hmm. those things. I think we know. And so we're watching this almost in disgust That's and right. just amazement. It's so blatant. Just, yeah. yes. It's, it's so it's, obvious. It's, that, yeah. And it's so scary. And yeah. then to see, you know, you're like, oh, this is going to wake people up. Like mm -hmm. people are going to see. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then 
it's like people trying to tell you what you saw. Oh, yeah. That you didn't see what you saw. It was a parade. You know, it was. You know you what know? I wanted to know? How'd they get the gallows so close? They, you know, it's, they it's, rolled a huge gallow through the D- city of D.C. and no one stopped and them? And no one stopped them. You know, so when you think about that and you think about, you know, Eric Garner not yeah. being able to sell cigarettes, like, right. you know, right. um, Brianna Taylor not even given the opportunity to say, that person doesn't live there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, or, you know, Trayvon Martin not mm-hmm. being able to say that, you know, he belongs there. And we just saw another mm-hmm. case mm-hmm. even yesterday of another kid That's walking right. in a neighborhood, right. uh, walking while black. Ahmaud mm-hmm. Aubrey, um, there's a house being built across um, from me, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and I and I and I want to go peek in so yeah, bad, but yeah. I would not. Yeah. Um, I went to see the HGTV homes that they just mm-hmm. did with Rock the Block mm-hmm. and I wouldn't get out the car. Yeah, I wanted yeah. to get close and take a picture, and yeah. Yeah. you know, and say right. I'm, I'm here. You mm-hmm. know, um, mm-hmm. I dare to get out that mm-hmm. car. Mm-hmm. You know, in the county that I was in, yeah. Um, yeah. because my something that I was doing very innocent could be criminalized, That's and right. something that everybody I would not. You, you tell literally you, don't have that same. Freedom. I don't have the same freedom. Mm-hmm. I see people walking up to that house. Every day looking or yeah. peeking or, you know, walking around and seeing, I would I yeah. would not do that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, because I, I'm living in a world that I'm very aware. Yeah. But there's people that look like me. There's mm-hmm. kids, there's 20-year-old kids, 25-year-old yeah. kids that are unaware, unaware that their presence is criminalized, mm-hmm. that their very existence mm-hmm. is criminalized. And as... Um, you know, one of my friend's sons said, you know, what does it mean to be white? Hmm. And as a 10-year-old, he said, it means to be free. That's right. And as a 10-year-old black boy mm-hmm. to know the difference that hmm. to be white in America means to be free. And, th- and I'm not saying free in the sense where you're given the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that that freedom is wrong. It's just that when it's not applied to everyone it becomes wrong, you know? And so I think that's something that we have to think about that even a 10-year-old understands that he doesn't walk through this earth, walk through this country, walk through this world the same way mm-hmm. with the same amount of of privileges um, just to exist and to do and to be, um, you know? And that's why I think, you know, police officers have to understand that, that, you know, our community... We're afraid. That's right. Yeah. And so when yeah. you approach, you gotta you gotta be compassionate enough to think take those things into consideration. Yeah. Now, yes, your life is in danger. Um, you know, you put your lot your life on the line. We understand that, but that's you're choosing to be in this profession. That's also, right. That's right. And so when you're approaching someone that is not armed, you know, over something that's minor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think you have to use some wisdom and some married with some empathy and compassion right. that our community has been terrorized That's right. for centuries yeah. as it relates to um, policing in America. And you should want to see changes um, mm-hmm. in that, not just for our safety, but for your own personal That's right. safety, you know. Unless you've gotten into policing for that reason. Yeah. Because there have been uh, many reports from the FBI about 
um, you know, police being the police uh, precincts being infiltrated by oh, yeah. Um, yeah. white supremacists and all of that. So you know, that should be vetted. Yeah, you know? I mean, I mean that it, all of those things need to be very important. It would be important if it were flipped. Some of them you, know? you see it on their social media. That's right. You see mm-hmm. um, signs and yeah. tattoos that have um, ties to white supremacy. Yeah. And so some of them are very blatant mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so I think those are the things that have to be taken into consideration. And I hope that there's more investigations yeah. into um, law enforcement, you know, um, to weed out, you know, um, those that have ill intent, That's you know. Right. But I think it's one of those things when we look at, you look at all that Minnesota is doing mm-hmm. and it's still not getting to the core of the problems. That's right. That it, it, it's like we're trying to apply these band-aids right. um, to this gaping mm-hmm. hole that is full of pus mm-hmm. and infected. Mm-hmm. And that takes a different treatment, yeah. you know, and we have to be brave enough to apply um, whatever that treatment is. I don't have all the answers, right. you know, but I think we need to sit down and have a conversation about the solution. That's right. You know. It would be the bridge bringing about racial healing and equity throughout the nation through truth-telling conversations. If someone wanted to have these conversations in a healthy way, um, how do they do that with Be the Bridge as an organization? Yeah, I think um, we have this thing. If you've heard, we have this part of Be the Bridge. We have like the crowd, the community, and the core. Some of you mm-hmm. guys probably remember this. I'm dating myself, um, but that analogy kind of works out where you have these on ramping. We have these on ramping. Um, um, areas and one of those on ramping areas is our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And in that process, if people um, are willing to begin to start that journey, that's a good starting point. Uh, but then we offer um, classes, um, you know, BTB 101, you know, mm-hmm. um, where people can get introduced to. Um, a deeper dive into what does uh, racial healing look like and, um, and, you know, through an education lens, um, you know, and then, you know, for our um, BIPOC community, mm-hmm. um, because we're a part of this conversation, but it's different because this conversation is exhausting, but we have to have bridge builders of, of, of color in this in order to have the conversations because if right. if people, if brown and black people are not part of the conversation, then it's not happening. Right. You know? Right. And we are traumatized right now. Mm-hmm. We are tired. We're exhausted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it takes a unique type of person that wants to engage um, in these type of conversations. Mm-hmm. And so we have a private group you know, um, for um, BIPOC and we just created some material um, because we, you know, I don't understand um, the Asian community or understand every um, thing about the Asian community because that's not my story. Right. Mm-hmm. And their lived experiences are not mine. But as I connect with and communicate and talk to people from that community, I can learn and grow the same way, you know, you know, dealing with, um, you know, anti-Asian, you know, sentiments and the same thing, dealing mm-hmm. with anti-blackness sentiments that, that are part of other groups because mm-hmm. we are all a product of a, a, a bigger system, mm-hmm. you know, at play mm-hmm. um, and how the gospel should lead us towards each other. And I think, um, you know, we, so we're creating material for that and then also addressing 
um, trauma. You know, um, this these are resources that we're creating, and people that we we hire to help mm-hmm. with um, to facilitate these things. And um, and then on the other side of that, you know, we offer stuff for youth because you know it's one thing to have these conversations with adults, but how do you have this with youth? You know, this right. ne- this now next generation, generation. That's right. and it's almost not mm-hmm. the next generation because they're the generation right. of now, right. like, mm-hmm. and they are not having it. Mm-hmm. They think differently. Sure they do. move differently. And um, there's something to learn from that. Mm-hmm. And there's something for them to learn even from us, you know, that we that we as, you know, Generation X are learning from the generation before us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, those are the ways that people enter into our conversation. It's kind of like, you know, we, we create this crowd and we want to pull people into the community and we pull people um into the community through this process of of education, you know, um, and I think that is the thing um, that's unique. And then making sure that we um, are having the right conversations around the different topics, because this is such a when you start talking about the work of bridge building, we're not talking to the choir. So mm-hmm. this is a deep, hard work, you right, know, because you're right. not going to please anyone 100 mm-hmm. percent of the time. It's kind of like one of those things where you go into a multicultural environment. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, expect to be happy and have your needs met maybe 70% of the time. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that's the the you know um, situation. But I remember you told me this. You said, um, Tasha, I, I understand the work that Be The Bridge does. And it's not that you're elevating, you know, a white person over people of color is that you're making it so that I can get home and that my children can get home safely. That's right. And I and I I remember because it's like this this mm-hmm. tug where we have to take care mm-hmm. of our community. Um but there's this, you know, the process of education. We're educating so that you know, it brings about change and transformation right. that can lead us toward this pathway of what healing and, and restoration and reconciliation could look like, you know, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and that's costly. And it's costly. Um, I think it's more costly for people of color because yeah, sure. we have to be, you know. It's like you're the injured yeah, and the paramedic at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. we have to be um, the guides. Yeah. You know, on on this, you know, uh, we don't have to be, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think this is for this work is for every person of color. And mm-hmm. I don't look at it like that. You know, I think there are going to be people who are equipped, especially people with a more shepherding heart, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then there's some that are designed to do other things in this space. This mm-hmm. this space of racial justice, racial healing, racial equity, equity is so vast. And, you know, um, it, it takes a, a community um, to come together to deal with this issue, and we're all going to have a different role, right. you know, in it. Right. We all want to make it up to the mountain, but there's going to be different methods that we all use to yeah. make it up to the mountain. And I think Be the Bridge is just one of those methods, just mm-hmm. one method of many. Often, companies will bring in financial consultants to sort through spending habits and capital allocation and to ascertain monetary efficiency. Motivational speakers and marketing experts are brought in to share new approaches and ways of thinking. But now, as the divide widens as it relates to ideological and spiritual points of view, who do organizations, businesses, and corporations call? Yep, you guessed it. 
listen. And what's so great is outside of the individuals coming to be the bridge and, and getting with, you know, that education and, and really almost starting from scratch, companies have the same opportunity. Other organizations have the same opportunity. Um, how do they reach out to you? What do you provide for, on, on a larger scale for, for other companies and organizations yeah. that want to do this work? Yeah, we um, provide a lot of anti-racism training. Uh, we have a really thorough um, cha- training, um, like a one-day training and then also like up to a three-day training um, where we go into organizations, to churches, to nonprofits and walk them through um, this unlayering. You know, um, we do um, audits, you know, on um organizational structures, you know, looking through the lens of um, anti-racism work. So there's a lot of, there's a deeper dive that organizations and churches can take um, with with us, um, you know, and, and so we've done that, you know, with a lot of organizations. So we do consultant work, you know, and then, you know, some people do the training without the consultant, you know, but it's an investment, you know, it's an investment. Um, we're putting our bodies on the line, you know, and so it's a deep investment. But when I feel that people are convicted mm-hmm. uh, around this, you're willing to 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 pay the price. You're willing to pay, pay the cost. I know people that would pay speakers more to come in and teach, but will not pay for um you know, this type of training because it just shows us what, what, what we value. They're not there yet. They're not ready. And so it's one of those things when people are ready, um, they will make the investment in this, you know, if they really want to be a part of the, 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 uh, the change and, and transformation, I think people will make the investment. So uh, we formed the whole training team, you know, around this and, um, and that's not, this is separate from um, the Be The Bridge groups where we create, you know, curriculum and guides um, that help people um, personally in communities one-on-one. This can be done within a church, but um, a lot of times this is done with community groups because sometimes the church won't allow it to happen. And so people form, you know, neighborhood groups or groups in their um PTAs and stuff like that. So, um, you know, so there's just a lot that um, God has has allowed us to create um, to help people on um, on this journey. If you've been to a church steeped in Black tradition, then you've heard sermons that seem to always end with Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. The reason for this is because in the Black tradition, sermons must end with hope. So, being born and raised in that same tradition, I could not end without asking this question. So, I mean, it's it's always a heavy conversation, you know, no matter no matter what, because mm-hmm. it, it seems to be, you know, as of late, that there's just no rest, mm. you know, for the weary when it comes to this right, whole right. fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but within all of that, mm-hmm. you know, you... Um, you lead with a disposition that gives people hope. Mm. What gives you hope? That's that's a great question. Um, because without hope, um, I couldn't do this work. Mm-hmm. And I think um, what gives me hope is, and I don't want to sound like a cliche, but mm-hmm. Jesus gives me hope. Yes. You know, yes. um, I can't do this because of people, because that is temporary and people will let you down and disappoint you. Right. I do this because I know 
that it's the right thing to do and that I feel like Jesus is leading me mm. in doing this work. And so I think that is um, the thing that guides me and sustains me in this because yeah. when darts come or mm-hmm. when difficult seasons come, mm-hmm. you know, and when you do become hopeless, what is your anchor? That's right. You know, who is your anchor? Uh-huh. Um, and so I think even with this season that, you know, I'm in now, um, it's darts, it's disappointments, mm-hmm. it's surprises, it's mm-hmm. sadness, it's sorrow, it's grief. Um, but looking to the author and finisher of our faith, mm-hmm. you know, like um, that's the thing that keeps me and that holds me and that comforts me, you okay. know, ultimately, that's you know, right. and um and so that's when I know this is not my work. That, yeah, I mean, because yeah, yeah. Tasha would uh-huh. be like, it's a wrap. Right. I right. go get me another child. That's right. You know, and um, and do my thing mm-hmm. and I'll be all right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I can, mm-hmm. you know, and um, but um, I don't even think about that mm-hmm. because and that's when I know, OK, God, this is you. You have me here because there's not even as hard as it is and as um tiresome as it is, as um, as baffled and disappointed as we yeah, can yeah. be in the church, mm-hmm. it's like I still have hope for the church mm. and for the, the body of Christ, the people of God, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. the one that I see that's the furthest from Christ, you know, yeah, um, yeah. to look at someone with hope and not hate. Mm. That's you know that's when I know that's not me, and it's not yeah, to say yeah. that you know it takes a lot. I'm like Lord, help me love, yeah, help me love, yeah, help me love. Yeah. So I have to apply these same teachings, um, you know. I have to apply these same teachings to my personal life, and mm. I mean, there's some things even personally that mm-hmm. you know I've gone through where it's like to extend grace when I don't want to give grace, yeah, you know, yeah. or. Um, to extend love when, you know, I want to sit because I've been wounded or, yeah. you know, I don't want to give out. My dad just died. Mm-hmm. And you talking mm-hmm. this crazy talk and yeah. you talking about it, the virus not real and, yeah, you know, right. and you don't want to wear a mask and all this stuff. It's and insulting. that can, and yeah. it's insulting, but it can enrage you. That's right. And be able to still function, you know, and, um, and, and not that you turn a, uh, close your eyes to it. It's just to see it and say, they are completely lost. Mm. Yeah. You know, they have no idea what compassion is and really no idea. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Exactly. They do not know. If they really knew. Exactly. And, and Uh he displayed compassion, Mm -hmm. you know, um, in that moment, mm-hmm. you know, on those that were persecuting yeah, yeah. and killing him, yeah, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so I, I, you know, and I am not, oh Lord, I'm not Jesus. I'm yeah. not you. I'm not you. I'm not you. <laughs> Look, thank God. I'm not you. <laughs> Jesus but is Jesus. it is and hard when darts yes. are being thrown right, to not right. like want to catch one of yeah, them and yeah. just throw it right back at you, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not to say that, you know, at times you, you I may do that, That's you know, right. I may say some things that, mm-hmm. you know, that are not right or um, that are harsh mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. but also give me the same grace and compassion that you, requ- 
that you want from me and that's that you right. want to see from me. That's right. And that's one reason why um, I took a break and okay. I went offline because yeah. I know my response would not have been to build the bridge, not in the emotional state yes. that I'm Know in. thyself. Yeah, right. know thyself. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and, 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 the, and racism didn't stop mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. my dad died. Right. Know? Because right. of the pandemic, you know, happened. Racism didn't start, mm-hmm. stop. You know, all these things that we're talking about, just within just the last year, mm-hmm. George Floyd and mm-hmm. Dante and Brianna mm-hmm. and, and um, so many others yeah. that it's sad when you can't even remember all the names because yeah, there's remember. been so many hashtags. Mm-hmm. Um, all those marches across not just our country, but the world. That's right. That's right. That this is global. Mm-hmm. And that lets you know that something is wrong, mm-hmm. you know, when mm-hmm. this is a global um, issue, you yeah. know. Yeah. And so um, that's why, you know, I took the break, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, and I'll, I'm going to Mm-hmm. See how I feel. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's but the thing is, I you know, told the team it it, it don't look like it's going nowhere. That's right. That's <laughs> it's right. gonna be here. So take the yeah. time, and I'm yeah. grateful that. Um, and that's when you say this whole marrying of um, gratefulness in the mm. midst of grief and and, mm-hmm. and sorrow, because I'm grateful that I'm in a position where I could take a time out. That's right. Everybody doesn't. Can't, can't do, do that. that. Yeah, and yeah. so I realized that that's a privilege to be able that's to right. do that. That's right. And so um, I'm grateful that, you know, I've had that opportunity to kind of take a deep breath. I think we all need to take a deep breath. I absolutely love sitting down with Latasha to unpack ideas, frame new approaches, and seek fresh ways to digest and navigate our ever-changing world. With that said, we are curious about what you thought about today's discussion. We're going to take it to the bridge periodically throughout the year, and you will definitely be hearing more from Latasha Morrison. How often do we mean when we say periodically? Well, that's up to you. So let us know some topics and concerns you'd like to hear about the next time we take it to the bridge. That's all for now. But till next time, let's remember to build bridges and not walls. Go to the donors table if you'd like to hear the unedited version of this podcast. Thanks for listening to the Be The Bridge podcast. To find out more about the Be The Bridge organization and or to become a bridge builder in your community, go to bethebridge.com. Again, that's bethebridge.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, remember to rate and review it on this platform and share it with as many people as you possibly can. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Today's show was edited, recorded, and produced by Trayvon Potts at Integrated Entertainment Studios in Metro Atlanta, Georgia. The host and executive producer is Latasha Morrison. Lawrence C. Brown is the senior producer. Brittany Prescott was our transcriber. Please join us next time. This has been a Be the Bridge production. Be the Bridge, be the Bridge, be the Bridge, be the Bridge, be the Bridge.